Oh, hello. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Angie Atkinson, and I am here. I think I'm here. I can't, I can only see you now. <laughs> really, I see us both. I don't oh, good. Okay. I'm not on YouTube yet, so. I'm oh, not here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know, because you're on my other. Oh, now I look super tall. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're trying a new thing. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to start talking, we're going to talk about, wait a minute, let me start over, because nobody's even here yet, so. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Angie Atkinson, and I'm here with the lovely and talented Lise Colucci. Lise, welcome back. Hi. Hello. We're trying a new immersive view on Zoom, so if you guys like it, let us know. If you hate it, we'll switch back. We should <laughs> <laughs> with it. It's fun, or whatever. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Okay, hey, we're hey, an opposite if we want to look like we're talking together. So. Yes, that we thought that would be fun. I'm going to try to turn up my volume a little bit, just because I can't hear you that well right now. Okay. Uh, let me hear you. Hey. Oh, better. Thank you. I just kind of yelled it though. Okay. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, Ellen. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Adrian. Chris and Peggy, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for our mod spot. Okay. We're just going to jump right in. So today we thought we would talk about parents, narcissistic parents, toxic parents, and ways they sabotage you and anyone else they happen to have access to. <laughs> so can everyone hear us? Okay. Before we jump in here. I'm going to assume that they can. Um, yeah. <laughs> it goes otherwise. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ellen likes the. Um, she likes the immersion. Likes the immersive view. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Pam, how are you today? We are here for you. Okay. So today we're going to talk about, um, like I said, I'm sorry for all this rumbling in the beginning <laughs> or fumbling, I think it's a better word. Um, narcissistic parents, how they sabotage us and anyone else they happen to be parenting. So, mm -hmm. Lise. Oh, boy. Hold on. I'll start us. I'll start us. And then, and then you get ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there are a lot of different ways we, as we all know that they, narcissistic parents will compulsively oh, just yeah. actively intentionally and, and often to our serious detriment, right. They will undercut children there ourselves as adult children, um, children as children, children. Uh, and there are certain forms of sabotage that are very common to each person right to each type of relationship even i mean really narcissists in general they have <laughs> common ways to to undercut us or to sabotage our efforts or our success mm -hmm. or whatever sometimes it's just a matter of you know you know you're not really good enough for that right or you're not like I just watched again. I watched <laughs> Legally Blonde last night, and in one case, it wasn't a parent; it was the the ex boyfriend. You're not smart enough to get those grades, sweetie. I really, you're not smart enough, sweetie. That's offensive to me for when anyone says it to anyone else. But you're not smart enough. That's one thing, or you're not good enough, or you're not capable, or whatever. Um, there are a lot of different ones, and we're going to talk about some of those today. Um, but at least tell me specific, like in your case. Well, what do you want to talk about as far as? What's coming to mind first is um, creating learned helplessness and sabotaging people's successes and their ability to function and their ability to feel like they can do rather than can't do in mm -hmm. life. Um, that narcissists need you. A lot of times narcissistic mothers in particular and fathers will do it often financially. Mm -hmm. um, more, I hear of it more anyway. Um, where they make it so that you're so reliant on them mm. and at the same time making it like there's no way you could possibly do this like yeah. you were saying and but but here i could help you i could do it 
I can make it so that it's okay for you. Yes. And so they are, so you, you, you come to rely on them and they're really sabotaging your autonomy. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't even, you know, we don't even know what's happening while it's happening. Like I, for me personally, I always just assumed I really was that big of a piece of crap. Exactly. You don't know what's happening because it's, and it's been going on your whole life with, with a toxic parent. Right. Right. You know, mm -hmm. right. And then there's a way where the, sometimes they will like normalize or they mm -hmm. will, uh, when it comes to every, okay, every morning or every evening or whatever, maybe there's a big rage incident and you get so used to it that you don't even really bother or you don't even bother by it anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe you even pick it up and you start doing it with your own kids until you realize <laughs> that's messed up, right? <laughs> so they normalize weird stuff. They make things that feel horrifying to other people okay uh, i have an example um uh, of of what i consider to be a parenting success and this is kind of weird and, and crazy but um uh, so there was this couple that we knew that were not i, I will say they were acquaintances <laughs> and they they came and stayed with us for a period of time mm -hmm. short time um and during the few days they were at our home the couple long story short they were chasing each other around the house having a fight almost got physical one wow. of them literally stood behind me and was taller than me but anyway um, because I was instantly like this is not happening in this house you know stop or get out basically and and this is really messed up but afterward my my kids were so shocked and horrified and, and slightly traumatized by this slight almost fight that happened that I realized I had done something right <laughs> that's messed up but for them to have not experienced that that to me yes it was alarming yes it was upsetting but I, I handled it it was done and and the reason I wasn't as traumatized is because that wasn't so far outside now I didn't experience that exact thing my people didn't fight each other <laughs> but but right. I experienced you know the feelings of that so I, I I guess my point is normalizing weird bad stuff <laughs> yeah normalizing yeah that that becomes the yes. yeah mm -hmm. yes. um what's what's another one you can think of another um oh i had one um sorry <laughs> no it's not don't be sorry you're you're doing what you're supposed to do <laughs> i'm supposed to hold my thought okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <It happens. Separated. laughs> all right so um oh it was um parents parents sabotage they sabotage your relationships with your other people and your friends mm -hmm. they will cut your friendships down they will not like someone they yeah. will disapprove of the people you bring home or um or do the opposite where they love bomb the person you bring home the friends and disapprove of you so mm -hmm. basically they they throw that those other people that are in your life into the dynamic of the narcissistic family system or family cult yeah and then they become part of the system and you've lost the genuine normalness of that friendship or relationship mm -hmm. and they have sabotaged your ability to have those relationships yeah yeah i want to pause for a moment pam hall um thank you for the super sticker you just said that is awesome and i'm grateful thank you um okay yeah no i'm i'm totally with you on that and i hope that i don't accidentally repeat it because i was mostly listening no it's okay i'm talking about yeah family 
Yeah. When they, when when they will sabotage your friendships and your oh yeah your, your friendship. I know that's we have to pay attention to some. I got a little distracted. Get it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's you guys realize we do this impromptu with no notes. So <laughs> it's more fun. Okay. It's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Right. Okay. Um, another thing that and this one's kind of it'll throw you. Um, it's it's the style of reward and punishment oh yeah so whether they're beating you or not they will if you say i disagree with something that you personally think parent who is toxic <laughs> then they are you're, whatever the worst form of punishment is is coming mm-hmm. and if you if you comply with their behavior or their request or the requirements or whatever even if you're complying on the level of I'm only doing this because this is what I'm required to do. And even if what they want you to do is like really bad, like go, go to the store and steal dinner for me, kid, or whatever. I mean, that's not bad if it's dinner. I guess it's bad, but it's not, you know, okay, whatever. You get my point. I have to, I, I try to keep it in my head that it's okay if you're just feeding your children, but I don't do that or anything. It's okay. But <laughs> anyway, if they send you out to do some bad stuff. Okay, here's an example. So a friend of mine who's now passed away had a parent who was also now passed away, who literally sent him out to sell drugs at the age of seven or eight because mm. he's not get in trouble he's just a little kid mm-hmm. so you can imagine um <laughs> the things that would happen to a kid out selling drugs mm. eventually they found out mm-hmm. she was taken right but that's a really horrible parent thing to do mm-hmm. and yet she would reward that because he was doing what she told him to do complying mm-hmm. with her request and her you see what i'm saying yeah. so they give you really mm, big con- a lot of confusion about living in the world and and, and so free expression is punished, you know, conforming to whatever sick rules they have, whether they're good rules or bad rules, is always rewarded. So they're teaching you not to think for yourself. They're mm-hmm. teaching you not to be creative and to, in, in fact, shut down any original thoughts you have. And unless you're, I mean, unfortunately, it didn't work with me, <laughs> but mm-hmm. fortunately, I guess I should say, but a lot of times it does work. And some people never find out they were raised this way because they didn't ever break out of the, the mold that was built for them yeah. right mm-hmm. thoughts oh no that that was going to go on with the next one Do it. should we just keep going yeah. <laughs> um um it was they will steal your glory and steal your thunder when you do things in your life that are positive happy good whatever it is mm-hmm. you tell them they will yeah. take it and twist it and make it about them or shoot it down saying it's not that important or say, yeah, well, you succeeded this time, but look how many times you failed. Or, well, it's just bound to fail. Watch out, honey. Yeah. You know, don't get too happy. Right. So they will pull the wool or the rug out from under you every time. Yeah. Um, and they will sabotage your ability to feel success and to feel mm-hmm. like you're, you know, accomplishing anything in life. 100%. I agree. And on that same note, they will also take down your own strength. They will take down your, like, let's say, oh, I have another example. Imagine that. So, so the, when I got my first book published, um, which was not about narcissistic recovery, I sent, I, I called my mother and I said, oh my gosh, my name's on the cover is so exciting, blah, 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 right? Um, and, and, she, and she said, I have to go. I'm really busy. Oh. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. so uh-huh. I felt a little sad about that. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So yeah, so if they aren't, if she's, if they're not getting something, you know, it's just kind of a jump off of your point, Lisa. Yeah, it's the same, same thing, different, different display of the same terrible behavior. Mm -hmm. What else you got? Um, um, Well, let's see, how do they sabotage you? They, um, well, you mentioned they guilt trip you, they're guilt tripping you all the time. Yes. Yes. They force all your attention back onto them or back onto the things they want you to put your attention on yep. and guilt trip you when you don't do it. They guilt trip you for everything. Yeah. And and as you mentioned, Lauren, helplessness, you can also look at it from the other side is the, the child as parent type of situation, right? Mm-hmm. You, you become responsible for their, but maybe you're right. this. Mm-hmm. They, the enmeshment, they create yes. the enmeshment, which yeah. Yeah, again, sabotages your individuation mm-hmm. as an adult. Mm-hmm. I feel and like I want to put my... <laughs> but then the narcissistic parent <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh my god i'm dying this one time I mean, okay stop um <laughs> anyway i <laughs> i can't even see us right now because I, <laughs> I <really laughs> okay um okay so another thing is um Wait a minute. So, da, 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 da. okay. So, but there's like the, some people call it emotional incest, where you have like one parent leaves and then the opposite sex child becomes sort mm-hmm. of takes the place of that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right. Uh-huh. That's a big sabotage. <laughs> it is a big sabotage. Yeah, yeah. Especially if the parent encourages it, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. They'll alienate you from the other parent. There's, if, if you are, if even when you're in the same house. It's yeah. not it's that not just when there's a divorce situation, but they'll alienate you from your other parent if if they can. Yeah, and especially even if it's like a, a parent of their employees, like a step parent or something, they don't want you to be closer to that person than you are to them, and they don't want that person to feel any sort of allegiance to you. And so, and I see especially with narcissistic mothers, I see this interesting thing that happens almost across the board when they have this when they still have a husband or a spouse in the house, they become the child and it happens with fathers as well but especially i mean we'll just say this they be they are already treated as treated as an extension of the narcissist by the narcissist but when there's another parent in the house who is often not always but often just either so afraid of the narcissist Mm -hmm. or in the case of a histrionic mother a lot of times you see they're so devoted Mm -hmm. addicted to them that if they don't pay attention to their children almost at all unless their children are doing something with or around the mother <laughs> or mm-hmm. the mother tells them to right that's really yucky <laughs> and i think it's hurtful for a lot of people so mm-hmm. yes um <laughs> gotta uh, let's see what else Lise? what are you thinking about sabotaging parents um well they will take over your finances sometimes mm. and sabotage you that way there they it can be really manipulative in ways of getting i've heard of everything from them lending extreme amounts of money so that it's difficult to pay back and then instead of just because they can right the parent will do that and then instead of saying okay here's a payment plan everything that you do in your life well how could you be doing that if you owe me money how could you be doing that if you owe me money? You know, so that there's always a control on what you do with your life. So basically they loaned you the money to be able to control your life. Yeah. They didn't lend you the money because they you needed the money, right? Yeah. And and they want to be helpful. 
Um, strings attached. But yeah. that can go in a million directions, right? Mm-hmm. Like money in narcissist is a is a major means of control. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they also on that same note, and I agree with you. This can start in childhood and go all the way through. Oh yeah. Even some some of them will use the will to manipulate mm-hmm. someone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And on the flip side of all that, you have these people um, who use their kid's social security number and destroy their credit before they even get there, before they're even 18. I've seen that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't, I'm not saying they do it on purpose, but I'm not saying they don't do it on purpose. I mean, uh, you kind of have to do that on purpose. They, like you're making yeah. a choice to do something pretty bad, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess I shouldn't give my credit at all. <laughs> yeah, you but know? that's the thing, <laughs> you know, I, I well, I, the only reason I even... <laughs> The only reason I even said what I just said is because I thought of an episode of a show that I used to watch. Where it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was explained away on that show. <laughs> no, no, they straight up called it out. It was actually oh, okay. a, a good, the kid really did, and the parents apologized and everything. They were teenagers when it happened, whatever, but ow. But um, it was Raising Hope, if you ever saw that show. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, are, are we, okay. Do you have any other ones you want to mention before we jump in the chat? I'm trying to think. I am of thinking of them. Um, oh, I've got one. And this is a weird one. This is only usually with a golden child, but sometimes with the other kids, if, if they, sorry, if I talk too fast. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's sometimes with the other kids, if they, um, depending on the the parents in the situation, but they will bail them out. And I know that Mm -hmm. sounds like a good thing. I'm not saying bail your kids out, Mm -hmm. but no consequences. You know, they like, oh, I know a judge and we'll just wipe this right up or whatever. But then the kid never learns anything. Right. They <laughs> you know? don't allow for normal life lessons because they're always bailing out because they need to be the hero. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then and then through that, they can then teach the child that they can't take care of their own life. It's yes. kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. Alert helplessness. Teach the child, teach the adult, teach the whatever age, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've seen this with people who, um, I'm trying to think of the, like I just watched it I'll tell you later I can't remember I lost my example (laughs) oh I know okay so my somebody stole my son's phone from school a little boy and I went to get the phone of course I have GPS on it what do you think I am (laughs) and I went to the parent's house and picked up the phone and and I saw that the parent was not going did not apologize to me wow did not make any effort to let me know that the child would be taken care of and essentially didn't even speak to or look at the child during this I was very, it was very clear to me that this was going to just be dropped and we were going to move on because I don't want to talk about all that. But anyway, long story short, I, I took action and tried to help by reaching out to the school, the school, not our problem. And they finally, long story short, I talked to a lot of people, finally got a hold of the school resource officer and he was willing to go and say, Hey, and I said, I don't want you to put him in jail. He's a kid. I just want him to know that what he did was wrong so that he doesn't do it again. <laughs> like, you know, and it seemed like I'm just saying, if it were me, I would say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We will take care of this. This will never happen again. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what those parents in that situation did was toxic because they didn't. They didn't correct it or even talk about it. Right. Yeah. It like Kids make mistakes and kids do things on purpose. That's naughty. Sometimes it happens and we need it to. Does. You know, like, yeah. But if they know, look, yeah. you do that when you're a grown up, you're going to jail, buddy. Exactly. And do you, how would you feel if your stuff was stolen and the whole, like the basic stuff that you, right. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought of one, which is that they don't allow you to have your own likes or dislikes. They control mm-hmm. and conduct what you like and dislike. So they will put you in soccer. 
mm-hmm. when you don't like soccer or sports at all. They will, I mean, and there's one thing to say, okay, it's important for you to have a fulfilling life full mm-hmm. and you're going, it's good to try it. If you don't like it, whatever, you know, like maybe yeah. you don't like it. And so it's not to say that everyone who has their child do something that is against their likes or dislikes is wrong but it's kind of like their mo they do it all the time Mm -hmm. and it's usually things that they are interested in Mm -hmm. that is like sort of that so they can live vicariously through the child yeah right Mm -hmm. and i yeah i've seen that and the other thing i push to an extreme Mm -hmm. usually and pushed further than um, yeah yeah you see that a lot I, i i'm thinking right now of a i i don't know that it was a toxic situation but a dance teacher in our town that I grew up in who had um one of her kids was a big dancer the other kid was not a dancer but could dance <laughs> and mm-hmm. one of them was really really it just almost felt like the whole yeah it doesn't matter I'm not talking bad about them because I think they had a good family but it could have been a coincidence that they all like dance anyway <laughs> well um, yeah <laughs> you know um but I think what it okay one more so they oh two more really quick really quick uh <laughs> they're kind of similar uh they I think this goes back to learned helplessness right but some parents don't teach their children basic life skills Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that if you don't do that that you're a horrible person but I am saying if you don't do that start (laughs) right it really helps your kids and it kids who can't function on their own they really have a hard time sometimes and they can really become toxic to their partners in the future Mm -hmm. (laughs) right right Uh Mm and the other thing is um not being there when they should be like not showing up for the band concert or not showing up for the you know er visit or not coming home when you know your kid suddenly has to get emergency surgery or whatever like not being there mm-hmm. the way they should or like a certain parent that i know uh decided to go back to school full-time when a certain person was in, in high school and they were <laughs> living on campus for a whole week at a time and then that other person, wow. okay, it was me. I was a child, <laughs> but I was in high school, but I, I had a car that I bought with my own money. Thank you. Um, but, but my, which I earned by working, um, but my sibling, he was not um, driving yet. And he was, I think he was a, in eighth grade the first year and, and a freshman the second year. Um, and so I didn't, I had to sort of, I mean, I wasn't his mom. He was almost, he was three years younger than me, but I was acting in that capacity on some level like I was making sure dinner was made and making sure he had whatever for school and driving in places he needed to go things like that and that was uh not cool for me <laughs> but only because I I felt overwhelmed by the responsibility it was a, this person was a parent was in a different town the other parent was always off on business every other month and so it was like four weeks at a time sometimes I mean but weekends they'd be back you know mm-hmm. but we knew our neighbors I'm not saying it was terrible I'm just saying it was it felt terrible sometimes. <laughs> so I can imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, do you have anything else before we jump uh, in? Yes. I thought of one where um, they, oh, I keep forgetting because I'm like listening to you. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's my, my brain. I'm like, oh, come on. Um, oh, it was a good one. Mm. Hang on. I'm going through the, the, through the brain scan here. Oh notes I'm, i should write notes while you're talking okay I'll, I'll say it if it comes back it will okay. come back because it was yeah okay. it was on the t- what was it okay oh oh Tell they, me. okay so because they're narcissistic because of the way a narcissistic parent is mm-hmm. 
they everything that they're doing while they're parenting is getting supplied coming back toward themselves so when they see something most of the time or often that would be deemed good for the kid mm-hmm. in the best interest of the child it's manipulated to be in the best interest of the parent yes. so that then they say use the words it's in your best interest i'm doing this for you so you learn to caretake them mm. your whole life does you see what i'm saying they're setting up yes. a narrative mm-hmm. that is for the child's best interest when when you actually look at it it's actually serving the parent it's yes. not serving the child it's serving the parents wants for the child wishes for the child you know to conduct their life in the way that they think it should go and for then sure. and then you learn that oh my parent loves me and is taking care of me because they use those words and then when you are an adult you're like wait a minute that was never about me that was about them right and that's pretty confusing when it comes to what is love and what it's is mm-hmm. it's, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and there's there's a lot of um it's see this is the thing is that some people will come and they will say you know do they do this on your videos too i may be just but people who maybe haven't been here they'll come into my videos sometimes and they'll go and not here as much but like in the recorded ones and they'll go this is normal everybody you know you could exactly yeah yeah it is normal until it becomes pathological yeah everyone yeah. acts in the best interest of their child based on their own version of what they consider is their best interest yeah but when you are healthy about it there's there's space for what that child mm-hmm. needs and wants and wishes and for what who they are individually yeah for who the other parent is for who the other influences are you're looking at a big picture Right. You're not going, it would be in the child's best interest if I picked them up at four because we're leaving for a trip at six. No, that's in your best interest. The child yeah. can sit here, eat a snack and be ready to go. Right. Like it has right. nothing to do with the child, right? So, and and that's what they do. And it becomes pathological because they do it all the time, right? Right, right. So, um, okay, yes. Okay. Are you ready to jump in the chat? Sure. Okay. So, soy un, so I'm going to call you soy, I know that's in Spanish, but I don't want to say that word in public because I'm not sure if I'm saying it right now, so it's stupid. I want to <laughs> see it now. <laughs> perdedor, perdedor, I don't know. Okay, I just did it for you. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Soy uh, says, the self-doubt and feeling guilty engulfs me. I actually think I'm, I'm the narcissist now because I'm so cruel shifting the blame. That's tough, right? Um, you're not are we shifting? shifting? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're just acknowledging, I think, the truth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Um, uh, stick with us. We'll we'll get you there. Um Yeah, it's about allowing the person to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And because a narcissistic person won't accept account take accountability and accept the cause and effect of their actions. Mm-hmm. you've been taught to take it on and so there's yeah. guilt you, it, you've made it your own so to speak not you've made it but it's been placed on you and now you are making it your own by feeling guilty mm-hmm. over someone else's behavior yeah it's not blame shifting it's right. it, it's allowing what is to be oh right allowing yeah. the truth. you yeah. have to accept a narcissistic parent's um limitations that sounds weird but when I was able to recognize that, in fact, I was not the whole problem <laughs> and that there were 
boundaries being violated and that that person was human mostly as far as I could tell um, uh, and, and I could accept their limitations then I could release my own I'm not saying we don't have any responsibility but when you're a child you don't have any responsibility no I like mean, you learn it's age appropriate you have age appropriate responsibilities yes, yes. and that's it's not a whole lot until you're older right right mm -hmm. and this point that chris dahlketter Dahl makes um they downgrade you to make themselves look better is is valid all the way across the board what do you got yeah okay. it's like you have one for us lise oh um pr the princess diary says I'm 28 and I have moved out of my and my mother is still trying to micromanage and sabotage my life. Oh, mm -hmm. I'll bet she is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, not surprised. Mm -hmm. uh, just made it to this live. I barely got out of her apartment. And then later they say um, she is still trying to ruin my life. So I have to move back with her and she can control me. Um, yeah. Run. I mean, <laughs> make choices that lead in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you, if she's trying to, I, I need more information, but she's trying to destroy your life by sabotaging your work or your money or your whatever, your relationships, you know, step back three steps and recognize you have two choices here. I'm not saying you have to go no contact, but I am saying when you do go no contact, your life's going to be a little better. Lynn, maybe, probably. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> no contact is, is a godsend sometimes. And it feels not great sometimes but it also feels pretty good sometimes because you suddenly realize you don't have to concern yourself with making sure your decisions are okay with a toxic parent right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. and if you're low contact learn to do low contact really really well yes it means okay. gray rock and it means keeping them out of your business keeping them out of your don't even tell them the good stuff because they'll use it to sabotage you like we're talking about mm -hmm. uh, so yeah they she her whole life is about controlling others so that she can get the supply from them and she can feel what she needs to feel about herself through them instead of having you know that's narcissist life and narcissistic mothers they kind of don't once they get their claws in they don't let go so right yeah right and that's yeah. a really important point and fa look narcissistic fathers are also their own kind of child. oh yeah Oh right. yeah. Um, I've heard everything from full control to completely absent and everything mm -hmm. in between. Um, and I think that's the case with every narcissistic parent. They're either usually full control mm -hmm. or they're fully absent, or they're only abusing one or two of their two or three children, <laughs> which right. is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, in any case, it's never good. Mm -hmm. Okay don't um, let them guilt trip you either that's usually their their main source and means of control is using guilt trips and um yeah emotionally getting you to give over to them whatever it is they're asking for yep through guilt so yep um soy un perdedor <laughs> says my my mom hated anyone that i held attention to now we kind of talked about this a little bit right but this is a real thing. How many boyfriends or girlfriends, Lise, did I, or friends or boyfriends or whatever, did your mother or person of toxic behavior, I'm not trying to call out anyone, push away? <laughs> I mean, I don't know the number for me. It was a lot. Everybody that I really got close to, um, unless my 
person friends went. oh every yeah. everyone yeah and then they would follow my parents control every, actually growing every single friend but then in this way of push pull yes i'm so nice go away mm. yeah uh -huh. <laughs> right. yeah yeah, exactly. I've been there. And it's partially just the same reason that a narcissistic spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever does it because they want your attention. They don't want you to be more loyal to someone else. And they certainly don't want anyone supporting you about your abuse, you know? Right. And I think another thought I had um, of ways that they sabotage that relates to this is they control the narrative in, in everything. Mm -hmm. So they will plant seeds about your friends your partner or your boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, they'll plant seeds in your head yeah. to get you thinking something's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that person has really bad parents. I wonder how, you know, and then talking about the gossipy sort of stuff, or um, I'm, I really don't like the way I see them treat you. So you think they're looking out for you and, and you're like, why would they do? And well, when you were talking, they walked, they left the room. Well, <laughs> they had to go to the bathroom like you're thinking what oh no no that's super rude and so then you, any narrative that they can set yes. so that your mind starts going down the trail of something's wrong with my friendship something's wrong with my friend um right that's the kind of stuff i dealt with so yeah yeah that's mm -hmm. it and that's and and i think you know um i can honestly tell you and this is terrible but up to a point <laughs> i think every I think even even my I think my parents chose everyone in my life up to a point. Mm -hmm. We could talk about that, <laughs> but the people that I did choose were almost always people who either they never liked or they liked at first, and then outside of that, you know. So on some level, whether they because at first it was all about getting approval from that person. Like I just wanted them to like me, and so you know if I could get them to like the people I was around, then maybe they would like me. <laughs> it didn't work out that great um and then I and then I just actively like it wasn't until I went no contact that I actively chose to be around anyone that they didn't want me to be around um pretty much mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean at least not where I told them <laughs> but anyway um yeah okay <laughs> sorry about that mm -hmm. um do you have another one for us no I'm I'm scan and trying to scroll here I've got one um, Ellen, just a comment. Ellen says, my parents and any narcissist I knew downgraded everyone I liked and bonded with people that hurt me. Oh, they downgraded everyone I liked and they bonded with people who hurt me. Hold on a minute. Was that you? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So I, wait, what happened? Oh, downgraded. Let me start over. <laughs> Ellen says, my parents and any narcissist I knew downgraded everyone I liked and bonded with people who hurt me. Example, my father was the best man in my ex-boyfriend's wedding. Oh, uh, weird. What? That's yeah. really bad. Uh -huh. I, mean, that's, I did not know that one, Ellen. I'm so sorry. That's really bad. I mean, I'll, I'll acknowledge that my ex-husband's parents were, were closer to me for a period of time than him after the divorce but that's because they never told him about the divorce and i had the kid so it wasn't really about me but now they're well she's passed on now but he is now in relationship with his son and not with me not that he's against me or anything but he just doesn't we don't really my our shared family member is an adult <laughs> so he's okay yeah you know but 
Angela Falsetta is agreeing. They sabotaged almost every friendship and boyfriend relationship I ever had, unless giant capitals. I never let them meet. Oh, oh, yeah. so mm -hmm. I would only get the approval if mine would agree to play the game, basically. And ironically, the person I'm married to now will not play the game. And that was, they did, it went over like a lead boy. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And in fact, that's probably the reason I had the strength to go no contact, if I'm being honest. You I had the support. Anything, but I was, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It does help to have the support, whether it be someone in your life or someone that you find to help you. Right. You know, that is... A lot of what we do in coaching is help kind of handhold while people or basically hold someone's back <laughs> right yeah. while they are being yeah. um going through this process of getting away from mm -hmm. toxic people yep. yeah yep it's all true <laughs> you got one for us um sn says they always make us feel that mm -hmm. it's our fault I think I was approximately 45 years old when I realized it is not my fault. Oh, scapegoating, right? Like the yes. scapegoating is. Mm -hmm. I experienced almost an identical situation. <laughs> um, I was 35 when I realized that it was abuse fully. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know. I doubted myself. I, I had a low threshold, right? Or a high threshold, high threshold for abuse. So things that were the obvious abuse was obvious right but right. i think where you when you get to that place where things are like they feel normal and you start to think well i probably deserve that <laughs> stuff like that you know it took i was i was 45 when i realized that parental alienation was not my freaking fault and that i wasn't wrong for wanting to know that other parent was, yeah. and it still feels i remember when we were talking about it we were both explaining it we still feel awkward and guilty and weird yeah. even just saying it yeah, yeah. it's a it's very long ago. people say but you can't make somebody feel anything you can't right. make people will say that you can manipulate someone mm -hmm. to influence the way they feel absolutely and yeah. they, they do make us feel they do create a situation where we feel guilty right we feel like it's our fault mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure yeah um and then there's oh wait do you have another one or do i have one or no i was just no i was just thinking okay. about that <laughs> okay um oh tony robot in the house hey tony um let's see blue-eyed <laughs> i love this name but it's a bad name blue-eyed floozy i'm gonna call you blue um <laughs> says i felt like my mother hated me i sought her love forever still don't have the ability to feel love that's rough um mm. I also, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. I do remember saying to myself when I was, sorry for talking about it. I do remember saying to myself when I was like 12 years old, when I was pretty sure I wasn't going to have kids, I thought to myself, which I did, I had three. Um, but at the time I said to myself, I don't ever want my kids to feel about me, how I feel about her. And that was one reason I was thinking about not having kids. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out that way, but, and I'm glad, but it was a situation that, mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, least thoughts. Wow. When we have that feeling of not being able to feel loved. Mm -hmm. uh, big one. It's a big one. It, but here's the thing. It is changeable. It is. Um, that's oh. a place you can work in your own life. And it may not look the way you think it's going to look. 
Right. I want to add this comment for you so that you can expand on yeah. it. Uh -huh. She said, um, men I choose are not able to show love and I chase it just like my mom relationship. I yes. for years. Yes, because you are following a path. Here's this, what I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. People who have had this type of abuse go on in their life are chasing it, right? They're, because that's what feels normal to you. Right. And because you're trying to repair something from your past. Mm -hmm. You're trying to say, I let me take this really unlovable person, which is the other person, the toxic person, mm -hmm. and create a loving relationship. And therefore, then I will prove I'm lovable. Yeah. So instead of that, it really is about making better choices in who we chase, <laughs> right? And hopefully not chasing anyone, but making oh. different choices for our lives. And it's gonna be uncomfortable and it's gonna feel awkward and it, it may take some help to figure out what it is for you and why you're doing it and, and what can change in you so that you can make different choices. Yeah. And, and sometimes the part of that path is doing it and being like, oh, I'm doing it again. Okay, stop. Oh, I'm doing it again. Stop until you stop doing it. Right. It's there's all kinds of pattern interrupt. Yeah. There's all kinds of yeah ways and patterns that happen. That mm -hmm. um, so, but so what I'm seeing is that just seeing it is awesome. Yes. Just seeing it is is, is the start. Yes. I want to give you two things. One, an affirmation that I did not make up, but that's really effective. I don't chase. I attract. Mm -hmm. Okay, use that one. And the other thing is that I've been there and done this, and I'll tell you this much. When you go into that mode, you are definitely not um, chasing is wrong. <laughs> I don't mean like that. What I mean is, hold on. I don't mean you're wrong. I mean your your methods are, are hurting you, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. I did this and I struggled until it wasn't until I got to the place where I was, I had convinced myself that my life was, and it, and it was um, enough. And that I could be happy as I was by myself if I wanted to. And I found that. And then when I got to that point, I had done a lot of healing, done a lot of work, didn't fully understand what I had dealt with. But I, I was able to say to myself, I don't need him. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't need this person or any person. And so now I can decide who comes through here, you know, and whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I have there. So, so I went on a lot of bad first dates and then I was a lot of no no you know, I, I got a little bit excessive with it but 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 ultimately it it led me to today so mm -hmm. just take your time and, and oh yeah love yourself and your own life first and remember that every time you do one of those pattern interrupts that least described just throw in this affirmation I don't chase I attract let them come to you because then you know you know, I'm not saying that's the only way to know they're okay because that's not. No. <laughs> well, come to you, okay, and then right. decide, decide if you if you keep them or not, right? Right. You're making a choice every 10 seconds. You can make a new choice. That's right. It, we get that. We get that option. Mm -hmm. once we allow it, right? <laughs> right. Once you allow it, there's an option. And then what isn't working, and what is what is an emotional drain or leak in your life? And if it's that, then make a different choice. And exactly. I know that sounds simplistic, but it mm -hmm. kind of, it is simple and it's super complicated to get there. <laughs> Let's, you it know, um, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot I could say about loving yourself too. So another topic for another time, but yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, good. Um, do you have another one for us? Um, I have a good one if you don't. Good, go for it. I'm, I haven't looked down. <laughs> okay. Um, hold on a second. First of all, what is this? 
I don't see that list. Oh, okay. I have, yes, when you're done. Okay. So, oh, loves, um, Ellen says, I love pink too, but never wore it because my mother said it made me look bad. Uh, Stacy Sparkles is like total BS. As you may or may not be aware, I'm a big fan of pink. And I also didn't wear it back in the day, not because my mother told me, but a long story doesn't matter. And I'm back. And I've been back for a long time. Pink. Okay. <laughs> but I really, <laughs> a more serious one that I think we should answer is um from Diana. She says, how do you forgive narcissist parents? And how do you know that you have fully forgiven them? <laughs> okay. Let's, well, I want to say what I would say. And then I'll at least say what Lisa says. Okay. Forgiveness is subjective. First of all, you a lot of people don't want to forgive them at all. And I'm not going to force you to do anything like that ever. Okay. I know people who need to feel angry, who need to stay angry, and who need to never forgive in their minds. Mm -hmm. And then, and I will say it to you like this. I did forgive. However, I'm not forgetting. I'm not falling back into old pat patterns with them. And I am no contact. I don't, I never told them I forgave them because it's none of their damn business. Okay. It's not about them. It's about me getting them out of my head so I can move on and have a good life. So I released them. And so now I tell people, I'm not for, you know, you don't have to forgive. You just really, some people don't like, some survivors don't want to forgive their abusers. And that mm -hmm. makes total sense to me because forgiveness for some of us is just, okay, it's cool. Let's go back to what we were doing before. But that's not what we're doing with these people. We are releasing not only our attachment, our connection to them, but we're also releasing our need to, number one, know what happens next for them, have any control or, or concern about it. And number two, our need to almost, because we are, unfortunately, we can become trauma bonded with our parents, just like anyone else. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. We have that, right. That addiction thing. So you have to let go of that feeling of, I need my mother to tell me I'm okay. Or yes. my father or whoever. And so when you can validate your damn self, pardon me, mm -hmm. <laughs> and let go of the parts of yourself that need validation from your parent or anyone else in the world, that's how, you know, you made it through. How do I know that I fully forgiven my parent? I don't even think about my parent every day. I only think about them when I'm talking to y'all for the yep. most, I mean, mm -hmm. that's not totally true. I have my moments, but, right. but I don't think angry thoughts. Mostly I'm just, I've worked through most of that stuff. I'm mostly to the point where sometimes I have realizations. Like I, a year and a half ago, I realized I was angry about parental alienation that occurred with the other parent. I'm still a little pissed off. I'm a lot pissed off about that, but I'm working through it. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. have to like, it's, it's not going to just be, Oh, you're forgiven. And it's over. It's not. Right. I wrote a letter to forgive. Mm -hmm. It helped me, but it was only the beginning. And I've spent many years uh, thinking I'm great. And then boom, here comes another thing I have to work through. You know, I think it's what is full forgiveness for your abuser? You tell me, I don't know. At least you talk. <laughs> First of all, I will say personally, I don't, I don't appreciate or like the word forgive. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's applicable to this situation to forgive for everyone, like you're saying, it's not right. everyone's path. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of, don't put your expectations on what other people are telling you. If you don't feel like you're a person that needs that, mm -hmm. then that's your path and your choice. And it's, some people will tell you, you have to forgive, but here's what I think we do almost have to do to move past it and get where Angie's talking about. And it's called allow. We have mm -hmm. to allow that person to be who they are. I always give this analogy. If you have a giant fish tank and you got a shark in it, you have to allow that shark to be a shark. 
and stop thinking it is a goldfish and jumping in and swimming with it. Not that you swim with goldfish, but you know what I mean? Like you got to know what you're dealing with and allow that person that does no reflection on you, no judgment on it. They simply are toxic, narcissistic people who have no ability to have empathy for others in the way that is necessary for a healthy relationship. Okay. And it takes away taking it personal. Mm. It's the taking it personal that keeps us stuck more than forgiveness or not forgiveness. It's why, why forgive? Because what you're asking for is self-forgiveness half the time. Yeah. You know, there's, it's a big topic forgiveness. It's a good one too. So think about what it means for you. I would say like, what is forgiveness for you? Is it necessary in your life? And what are other areas? What are the um, what, what is this need for forgiveness covering up? Is it allowance? Do you need to allow them to be what they are? Is it, are you feeling guilty and you need to forgive yourself for even being in, you know, for whatever, <laughs> right? Cause we take on, we carry them like baggage on right. our backs and we got to kind of drop the baggage and see who we are as individuals. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And uh, on that same note where you, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. I'm just being, getting long winded. So I'm stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say on the same note, something we I mentioned earlier was uh, with with the the parent. Um, wait a minute, hold on, forgiveness, forgiveness. Oh, wait, <laughs> I'll think of it again later. <laughs> oh, what what was it you said you need to allow? Okay, so you wow. also need to um, accept their limitations, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to accept them as part of your life. You no. just have to look at them and and go. I literally, when I, when I got to that point of, okay, I could accept the limitations. I almost felt sorry for that person. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, then that is an, is an ounce of forgiveness. Not, mm-hmm. I forgive you for hurting me and for being a horrible right. person to me. I forgive the, whatever it is that created that connection that made me think you were that important. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Mm. It is what it is. Yep. It is what it is. And that's our aim is to help people get through this stuff. I mean, yeah. this is kind of a juicy spot because it's um really yeah really a sticking point for people really right and a lot and it's a very hotly debated sticking point in this particular area oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah so I, I would say you know and then people some people want to go so far as to get revenge and just like I tell you all the time I would say revenge is living well despite the fact they exist as if they don't mm-hmm. and and I know that's harsh, <laughs> especially when you're thinking of it from a parent standpoint, but yeah, that's what it is. For I'm going to answer something real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Michelle's vortex, forgive yourself for what exactly, exactly. But the thing is, and, and the reason I said that is because mm-hmm. so many people will talk to me and probably Angie as well and say, oh. I feel guilty. I feel shame. Mm-hmm. I feel, and it, they had nothing to do with the problem. They were children or they were a, a literal victim of somebody else's emotional abuse, no matter what age they were. And there is nothing to feel, to forgive in oneself. Or they say, well, I stayed while well, I keep talking to them. Well, I'm the one they can't let go. So that's, that's what I mean by that. It's not, I don't personally think anyone has anything to forgive themselves for, right. except that people come and, and say that they have all these feelings directed at self, right? Point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good points. Okay. There's um, a question here if you have, if you don't have one. Do you yeah, have go one? ahead, go ahead. Um, 
Cynthia Beal says, do narcissist parents make you feel guilt or teach you to feel guilt for every problem in their lives and train you to appease them? Even detaching to save your own sanity produces guilt and shame. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how they roll. <laughs> that is, yeah. it's like their, 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 like, what do they call it? Money, uh, money play. Their bread and butter, but I don't know. Yeah, it's their bread and butter. Yeah, it's yeah. their main. That's how they. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Get it yeah. done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Emotional manipulation is the, the primary, right, for most of these people. Um, sometimes they also physically punish. That was unfortunately mm -hmm. my situation. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the physical punishments I probably would have already long forgotten, um, maybe. But but the emotional stuff, that's what, and the psychological stuff, I mean, they're all connected, you know. <laughs> the physical punishments can be part of the psychological stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. Move on. Okay. <laughs> what were we saying? Everyone first. Oh, nothing. I, I was listening to you. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Wait a minute. Um, okay, so we had one. Uh, Blue-eyed says, she never acknowledged my success, only shamed me for things I'd like to do as a single mother. Mm -hmm. Another common, a common uh, tactic. And, you know, if you are able to pull away from her and not have her doing any sort of childcare for you, not have her doing any sort of anything for you, you're going to feel a lot better as time goes on. Yes. Um, we are, are we still good for you on time? Uh, oh, we should probably go soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. we need to end <laughs> yes i thought so because you i thought i just saw a calendar thing pop up i did too but i wasn't sure if it was mine or someone else i wasn't either because i saw one for you and then i saw another one for you then i have I saw one later but i think it is at one o'clock correct i have a one o'clock so yes good? My, one, okay. my one yeah okay so it is yours okay um so I says i'm nearly 50 and when i'm with my parents i feel like a young child trying to please them oh yeah mm -hmm. in there I don't go there anymore because exactly yeah it's you're being re-traumatized around them that's why and you'll notice yeah. that perhaps maybe mm -hmm. when you're triggered away from them you might have that same feeling of being right. a child when you're triggered by something in life you, yeah. that same feeling will come up but when you're around toxic people you're not being triggered you're being re-traumatized because that's you're right. still you're in it right True. 100%. yeah Okay, um, we've got people talking about they're cutting people. Okay, guys, if you want to talk about this again, definitely let's do that. Um, in the meantime, if you want to be part of a smaller support group about this, Elise is, has an amazing ongoing support group. Um, it's ridiculously underpriced in my opinion, but she does such great work with you. It's just lots of, go look at the, um, is it still on the front page of your channel, your testimonial? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. look on her channel, um, which I will link here, or um, one of our mods can give it to you, or it's in the description. Just Elise Colucci, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Coaching, I think. Or just mm -hmm. any support, maybe. Just type Elise Colucci. Okay. Yeah. And Elise with an E, not an A. So yes, then L I S E. Yes. Although if you misspell it, I think it still comes up. But <laughs> I think it does too. Yeah. 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 Um, and go look at that video on the front of her channel if you're interested. It's, again, it's like, it's so at 60 a month, $60 a month three weekly sessions, uh, optional, um, Zoom sessions. Um, what else is at least, it's, um, oh, an ongoing chat, mm -hmm. uh, a private message chat with a private app that nobody else can see you talking on or even be connected to without right. direct connection. Off of us. social media, yeah, now. Yes, off of social media. Um, lots of 
support. Like I, I really consider it. And I send a lot of my clients her way as well to, to like, to add to the coaching because yeah. it's this ongoing, like it's, a, it's an incredibly supportive every day, 24 seven thing. And I, I'm in love with it. <laughs> I'm just really excited. To, I wish it was there when I was going through this. Yeah. Right. I know that's Seriously. what I try. That's what I do is I try to figure out what, what yeah. do I wish I had personally yeah. And, and what do I hear people saying they need? Like, and I try to put it in there. Like, like lately there's been a meditation every week. Yes. Yes. So, because people have asked for it and and on there, you know, (laughs) so, um, yeah, yeah, part of it anyway. And there's some other benefits we'll tell you about later. (laughs) Okay. Um, I want to read this one, two, two more, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Number one from Quinn, if you're unaware of your rights as a child, you live under their rule, not given the freedoms every other person has. Yes, been there, done that. Also from Chris. Hey, Chris, I saw her earlier, but I couldn't comment, but this is one of our mod squatters. She said, it's not, it's very much not a good thing. My niece got bailed out constantly and is now a full-blown covert narcissist. This mm-hmm. is the other side of that coin, right? That's how a parent, one, one more way that a toxic parent creates another toxic person. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all a little toxic because of what we grew up with, but we learn when we are types like us, right? Types like us, we we make the effort. We see, okay, I don't want to be like that. I want to be like healthy and normal and relatively okay. <laughs> I'm be able to function in a relationship where I'm not harming other people. <laughs> it's, yes, yes. Uh-huh. and so we're. I like to. I think a lot of us are empaths. Not not everybody, but a lot of us are empaths. We care about how people feel. Okay, we're gonna at least get to work. She's. I think. <laughs> I hope I'm not making you too late. Okay. Oh, I'm not late yet. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So go over and watch the video on Lisa's front page and any other videos of hers that you'd like to watch and make sure that you check out that uh, coaching thing. If you're interested in that weekly, well, it's a monthly $60 a month for three weekly sessions. What is that, Lisa? I'm, pre- I'm pretending to put a cup on the counter. Okay. Sorry. I'm just being distracted. She's okay. The counter is, yeah. <laughs> now I want to do it. Okay. Wait. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yes. Okay. We're stopping. We're stopping. Okay, we're stopping now. Stop. See you guys next week. Uh, queenbeing.com slash groups. I'll put that in the chat for you. Okay. See yep, y'all soon. Bye, Lisa. Yep. We'll see you later. Bye.